welcome to the inaugural episode of Comical Podcast. My name is Justin Corbett, and my co-host is... Big Mustache. No. <laughs> Miguel Garza. Yes, that's me. Uh, we're from Houston, Texas. We're both avid comic book fans who have been listening to and discussing podcasts for the last couple of years, and finally decided to take a shot out on ourselves, and went ahead and created this little thing, and hopefully it goes well. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Give our own little take on things and how it goes and see what you people think. Yeah. If you're out there listening to us, we're going to be available for download on our website, comicalpodcast.com. Also on iTunes and hopefully on the Zoom network as well, if I can figure out how to do that. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's at comicalpodcast. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, we do have a Facebook page that you can like. Miguel is a technologically challenged individual. Yeah, that's saying at least. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't really made a Facebook page or a Twitter or anything. He needs to get into this century, but he will. Old school. Once the once the podcast gets rolling, he'll be up and online. Yeah, then you can follow me and my crazy tweets. <laughs> and they will be crazy. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Also in the room, we have our guest for the week, my wife, Heather Nielsen. Woohoo! Say hi. What's up, Houston? Heather's not much of a comic book reader, but... She is a fan of us, <laughs> so she, That's something. she volunteered to be our, our guest of the week. She uh, may need therapy. A little I, bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I think every week we're going to... always. It's, the podcast is always going to be me and Miguel, but we're usually going to have a third person in here, whether it's going to be Heather or our friend Will or some of our friends from the comic shop. Or maybe one of our personalities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miguel might be hosting for two people. <laughs> Actually, I know a few artists. I know a few writers. Uh, there's a chance we might be getting legitimate guest stars uh, if we are successful. Pretty nice. Just Pretty uh, nice. time will tell. And even some musicians. And even some musicians. My wife, Heather, is a professional violinist. Uh, she plays in a trio. She plays in an orchestra. She does all kinds of stuff. She writes her own music. So look for uh, her to be putting some more information on our website as well. Very talented young lady. Very talented. Yeah, she is. So let's get to it. Let's talk about the books of the week. You can find the list of all of the comics that we've read throughout this week on our website, comicalpodcast.com. Uh, we're not going to read all the titles because that's boring, but uh, we'll talk about the what Miguel thought was the two best and the two worst of the week and what I thought was the two best and the two worst of the week. So I'll let him go ahead and go first. Yeah, put me on blast. Thank you. Just <laughs> throw me out there at the beginning. Obviously, people, you'll start to know that I'm a Harley Quinn guy. Uh, that's pretty much always going to be my number one. It doesn't even matter if it's horrible. Harley Quinn was one of my favorites this week, but a new book that we read today, I don't remember the name now, just looked at it a few <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Deadly Class. Thank you. Deadly Class was actually quite good, and I always enjoy Dead Body Road. Kind of a little bit on the violent side, but it's, it was really enjoyable. I thought it was pretty good. It's hard for me to choose. Uh, my man Justin here, as he'll tell you, he's more of a comic guy than I have been. I recently started up again, uh, so I enjoy everything. On a level, I haven't really been able out to figure out which is my really favorite. I like pretty much everything, but if I was to say, I like those two this week. Uh, it had a lot of action for me. I like the storyline. I like where it's going. And it's something different. And that's key for me. That's fair. I'd, I'd agree with everything he said. I really enjoyed both of those as well. Uh, Deadly Class was very interesting. A uh, new take by Rick Remender. He's uh, probably my favorite writer of the current crop. He's done so many good things. I also really enjoyed uh, a smaller book called Badass from Dynamite Publishing. Uh, it's about an assassin who is badass. <laughs> yes, <And> it is. <laughs> it's uh, surprisingly funny and, and 
you know, action-packed book, so I'd recommend picking that one up. So let's talk about the uh, the worst two books of the week. I'm not a fan, a real fan of the new Avengers world. It was okay, but I think they're going off like the Avengers did the first time when it started off. It was just like out there. It really didn't start picking up steam till later. It's just, just let's just talk about how the world is going to be. Oh, we got these terrors and mist, and people are changing, and things are going crazy, and it's like it's just all over the place for me. The inhumanity stuff. Yeah, the inhumanity stuff. It's just like, hurry up. You know, come on. You're dragging it on. you got to buy book after book after book. And then probably issue 12, there's the action. Like the Avengers title that started off here just recently. I mean, it was okay. It's kind of like piqued your interest, and it just, like, lulled for a little bit. And then finally it picked up. And then when Infinity came, then it was like, okay, now here we go. But that's what Avenger Worlds makes me feel like. It makes me feel like it's going to drag and just, like, put me to sleep. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's kind of hard for us to pick worst books from the week because we don't really spend money on books unless we enjoy them. But I'll agree, Avengers World is kind of lackluster, just like the original Avengers series from the Marvel Now universe has been. But it has potential. Uh, probably the second least enjoyable book that I picked up was Mighty Avengers 5. Uh, I really enjoyed everything else I got this week. It was it was a pretty good week. For yeah, comics. I agree with you on that. Mighty Avengers 5 was kind of a little bit of a letdown. Especially what it was during Infinity with Spider-Man, you know, Superior Spider-Man throwing his barbs in there against the other guy wearing the spider suit and throwing stuff at Luke Cage. This was kind of kind of tame. We may turn off some listeners here, but Miguel and I are both uh, very big fans of the Spider-Rock Definitely. combo. We've really enjoyed the Superior Spider-Man. It's been really well written, had so many cool things that have happened. It's just fun to see Peter Parker being an asshole to everybody instead of, you know, being the wussy little goody two-shoes he, he's always tried to be. <laughs> Definitely. Come on. Wussy just... we'll goody two-shoes. I, I think he's... <laughs> well, I mean, not to say that Peter Parker as himself didn't kick ass, because he did. Uh, the problem is just that he always felt such a sense of responsibility that he didn't really live his life and didn't take measures to make his life easier. It's real obvious in one of the one of the first books when Doc Ock becomes Spider-Man, he realizes that Peter Parker was actually holding back when he fought him because he felt the strength, and he unleashed it. I mean, it's like, wow, a couple of crooks robbed, and he like pretty much maimed him, like mm-hmm. put him in the infirmary. Come on now. I mean, the first fight after uh, Doc, Dr. Octopus took over Peter Parker's body, I mean, he ripped the jaw off the scorpion. <laughs> that was just awesome. That was a pretty intense scene. And since then, he's fought different heroes, different villains, and put several of them in the hospital. It's just kind of nice to see, you know, Spider-Man actually doing something besides worrying about Mary Jane or worrying how to keep Aunt May from figuring out his identity. Or I think the word should be Mary who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's barely in the comic anymore at all. Yeah, I enjoy the Superior Spider-Man again because you got to think when he first met the Avengers, when they were like, "Well, you know, you're out of control here, Spider-Man." So what does he do? Punks Wolverine, he punks <laughs> he punks them all, like single-handedly, and he's going to do it again. Wow. So that's, I enjoy it, I really do. We know it's ending soon. There's been a lot of discussion about it on the news sites online that Peter Parker's coming back in April. So horrible. Yeah, we're both kind of bummed out about it, but you know, that's what happens in comics. Yes, it was an enjoyable run. We'll both keep a hold of them, and I'll probably read it all again at some point because I really enjoyed it. Well, let's talk in a little bit of detail about. Uh, Deadly Class, that's what we're considering our pick of the week. It's a story about a homeless guy who is being followed by this strange woman, and uh, he, he goes through some normal trials like a homeless person would, and then one day the police show up trying to arrest him at the homeless shelter, and the woman saves him. But she doesn't just save him, she saves him in a spectacular fashion because she's a pretty hardcore lethal assassin. Doing flips on the cars and turning stuff up, it was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. It's a truly awesome book. You guys should definitely check it out this week. 
Well, you still can. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be sold out before you know it. Most image books that do well usually do sell out pretty quickly. Just touch on that real quick. Right now, image is gold. Yeah, image is gold. We're we're slowly pulling away from weekly pickups on DC and Marvel. I think we're still pretty heavy into Marvel, but most of the DC stuff we've dropped, and we're really, really big into Image right now. Yes, this book, Deadly Class, you, know, you first start reading, you're like, okay, homeless guy. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a second here. Hold on. Yeah, then it takes Bot, a... Bot beats up a bum. The bum was trying to get his shoes. Wakes up. And is like, uh, no. But he winds up giving his shoes. He has anger issues. He takes his journal back, which is one of the reasons that actually attracted the young lady to follow him. And you find out later in the book, spoiler alert, by the way, in case you... Uh, haven't read the book. Well, I don't mean, tell him everything. Well, I won't say it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, the young man has anger issues. Something that most of us in the world today can actually know. <laughs> but it's an interesting plot. It takes place in the '80s, so you got that whole culture going on around the characters. And like I said, it's Remender's book, and everything he writes is pretty much gold. So you know, definitely should pick it up. Some of you guys may be hung up on something like I am. Usually, the artwork kind of bothers you and whatnot. I mean, it's a little different, but it's. Uh, it's fine. The story's great. I thought the artwork wasn't too bad. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Ten Grand. Uh, Ten Grand, if you haven't picked that up either, is an amazing book as well. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski writes that one. You should definitely pick it up. Uh, but yeah, this this Deadly Class is an interesting book, and I can't wait to read the next issue when it comes out. Me too. Next up on the agenda... Uh, <laughs> I fought him on this, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I fought him on this, and he's still going to make me do it. I don't know how interesting this is going to be, but uh, I put out a Facebook post a few days ago asking for recommendations for different segments we could do on the podcast, and one of the ones that got multiple responses was to do comic book theater. <laughs> so I thought about it, and it would be pretty interesting for us to read some sections from a comic book act them out in the voices. That's what we're going to do. So this week, since Miguel's a huge Harley Quinn fan, we decided to run with Harley Quinn number two, which just came out this past Wednesday. And Miguel is going to be reading the character of Harley Quinn. I'm sorry, America. If I turn into you you men off of this, I sincerely apologize. I will be reading the character of Poison Ivy. (laughs) And Heather will be reading Everybody Else. (laughs) Trust How did I get sucked into this? They're reading everybody else. He's not wearing tights, really so fair. that's a good thing. And I'm not in the outfit either, so rest assured, we're not... And I'm truly a man's voice, obviously. <laughs> well, so. it's not just men. There's some women voices in there, too. But oh, that's great. you got to come up with a character voice for each one. <laughs> okay, Before so you give me this. the hard stuff. Well, we're going to help you out. It's going to be funny. So, without further ado... Oh, my goodness. Here is Comic Book Theater, Harley Quinn, number two. Miss Michelle, I sure miss you, Puddin' Pop. So now I'm supposed to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I've attempted to do this voice, and uh, I think start, start over from the beginning because <clears throat> I've strained my voice. Wasn't, Heather wasn't sure what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I have strained my voice attempting to do this. So again, it's not very good. Nobody prepped me in this. <clears throat> miss Michigan, I sure miss you, Pudding Bob. Would you mind not humping the damn display? Oh, sorry. He's just so real in life, like I couldn't resist. Uh, um, <laughs> my name is Harley. I'm the new. This is a disaster. <laughs> the fact that I'm trying to do this is a disaster. Okay, okay, this is not going to work. This is the worst idea known to man. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, again, this is the inaugural podcast, so they can only get better from here on, at least we hope. Okay, comic book theater. Really? Okay, here, how about this, Miguel? Where are you at, sir? Let's start on this page, and you and I will just read the Harley and, and Poison Ivy parts. Oh, we're going oh, to go with the I love you portion of the Harley Poison Ivy book. Nice. Since they're the only two characters 
<sighs> he talks sweet nothings to me all the time, America. <laughs> this is uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. A plant monster has just eaten a dude. <laughs> and Harley Quinn is in her apartment with a, her dead talking squirrel. It's a beaver. Poison Ivy's talking to her on the phone. Yes. And Harley's at her appointment with her dead talking beaver. Exactly. Who's right. charred, by the way? Huh? He's a little burnt. He's burnt on one side. He is burnt. Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. Hello, sweetie. How's my little daffodil? Oh, that? Nothing. That's just feeding the Dionese muscipula. Sure, I'd love to visit girls' night out. Oh, really? There's only one thing I love more than plants. See you later tonight. Text me the address. Aren't you loving our new place, Bernie? I'd like it better if I didn't have Acme rent a thug back there smelling up the joint. What's that? Like the third one since we got here? Fourth. You don't even like sandwiches. On top of the lousy smell, I'm starving here, and you torture me with your gnawing away on a sandwich? Why don't you just go downstairs and have some of that lumber? Why? I'm rendered immobile because your crazy-ass boyfriend blew my hands and feet in the matchsticks, that's why. Ah, uh, quit you complaining. Hey, yo, no, hey. Well, it looks like it's going to be a long night for our nose holes. No fridge coming, huh? No. He said I can have it fast, or I can have it cheap, but not both. So what are we going to do with Sir Stink-A-Lot here? You could start by giving me a bath. <laughs> you. <laughs> Poison Ivy. Oh my god, almost dropped a dozen air bagels. I don't know if I want to kill you, kiss you. Kisses, please. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> I think all your listeners just press the end button. I know. Well... That concludes. <laughs> yes, that's the end of uh, our oh. attempt at comic book theater. We'll, uh, Next week will be a manly show. <laughs> we'll have to see, we'll have to see uh, what the listeners think of the, that segment. <laughs> <sighs> well, now we'll lead into my man's favorite character. If you don't know him, he is a Deadpool fanatic. And when I say that, I mean that. It's true. I'm a, I'm a pretty serious Deadpool fanatic. Uh, as we're talking, we're broadcasting from my office, which is decorated with Deadpool posters, original artwork. Uh, I even have a Deadpool clock. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't changed his name yet. Yeah. If I have a kid, I'm probably going to name him Wade Wilson. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why wasn't this discussed with me? She may have a little bit of a say in this. No. Just a tad. No. <laughs> Okay, so something I wanted to talk about today uh, was Deadpool the Gauntlet. Any of you that do have subscriptions at a local shop may have gotten a physical copy of the first issue for free when you picked up your books this past week. It's also an ongoing series online, which means you have to sign on to Marvel.com or one of the other online comic reading sites and purchase it. How do you feel about that, a comic book reading released online primarily? There's not going to be physical copies beyond the first issue. That's horrible. I'm... I need to have my paper copy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It's so much easier to read. I can put in my list little plastic, little binder, and seal it, and have it there online. I mean, I'm not much into that. That's just horrible. I mean, you buy it, you got to buy it, look at it, and they're like, okay, I have nothing to hold on to. Eventually, it goes away. At least if I have it in form, you know, later down the road, I can sell it to guys like you who just can't live without Deadpool. I have to have paper. I'm sorry. I'm old school. It's got to be paper. I'm the same way. Uh, I'm sure there's some part of the market out there that prefers digital comics or is uh, willing to pay for digital comics, but I'm just not part of it. I, I like to have physical books. And if they come with free digital copies, you know, that's all for the better. I mean, I, I have a tendency to sell those on eBay, but if it's a, if it's a book I actually really like, I'll hold on to those. Uh, I keep it for myself so I can just read it wherever. But wait, 
This just actually hit me. The second one won't come out on I just right. the first I've heard of. You just mentioned it now. I know. That's why I waited to talk about it until today. That's horrible. Thanks for giving me a heads up. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an online only comic. Actually, the the second and third issue are already out. Mm-hmm. I read the second issue, but I haven't I haven't paid for the third issue because, I, like I said, I really don't want to. I mean, I'm I'm torn because I love Deadpool and I want to read all the Deadpool stories, and it's written by Jerry Dugan and Brian Posehn, so I know it's going to be good. But at the same time, I don't really want to pay for a digital copy. It's it's a frustrating position. Marvel has put me in here. iTunes? Or not on iTunes, only that they're one location? You, you can mentioned. get it on the Marvel Reader site, or you can mm-hmm. get it on uh, CBR, probably. What's the price? I'm sure it's like 99 cents or $1.99 an issue. But 99 cents? Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too bad. I know, consider we pay $3, $4, $5 for books. That's another thing. How outrageous are comic book prices getting? I mean... Every week, it seems like there's at least one or two issues that are $5 or more. Oh, yeah. Annuals, man. There's an annual here, an annual there. They're giving you the annuals, what they're giving you. I mean, tell you what, you what? Spend too much money sometimes. I mean, I personally spend $60 every once in a while. You know, here, this is a week, ladies and gentlemen. A man here is dropping at least a bill and change. It's like, it's crazy. I'm looking at this guy like, where's the money coming from? I'm saying, we work at the same place. I'm just, I just want to know. You don't need them, no. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute. The wife is doing all the work. Let's just be fair. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have a job. <laughs> I work with him. I don't know what you call <laughs> yeah, We We work together. Exactly. Air quotes here, guys. <laughs> now we have a lot of fun at our job. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of fun, and they, and they, they quote, work, and I work. Yeah. Heather works really hard. I can't, I can't deny that. Exactly. Yeah, you guys remember back in the day when comics were like a buck and change? Mm-hmm. I miss those days. Mm-hmm. Gas was cheap. Comics were cheap. Everything was cheap, cheap. I'm holding back because I had something to say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget it, America. So were women. <laughs> Whoa. They're still putting the cheap ones out there. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> I didn't say I was looking. I just said they were out there. You can't deny it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You get a twofer. You get her and something else. <laughs> Bonus <laughs> Penicillin Yeah, comic book prices are getting a little outrageous And it's bad when you pay a pretty good amount for a comic book And then the comic book isn't really that good I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad deal at times It's like, I wish you could like read it If you don't like it, you could take it back but we, we shop at Bedrock City Comics in Houston um, The one on Westheimer We have friends that work there And um, it's really well run Michael, the manager, is a great guy We get a lot of uh, incentives Just for being good customers, regular customers I mean, they'll help us out They'll give us deals on stuff every once in a while uh, I can't say enough good things about them Everybody that works there is pretty awesome And they're knowledgeable too So if you're ever interested in getting into comics Or you know, you don't really know where to start You talk to Kevin or Adrian or Mike Or any of the guys there And they can they can point you in the right direction Talk to Leanne, talk to Hyde oh, look, They'll take care of you, they're good people Yeah, they're all good people I enjoy my time. And we used to go in there and get our books and go right out. Now we seem to go in there and win there for 40 minutes. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, we keep getting distracted and having conversations with everybody. Yeah. My boy Hyde up in there. Was like, hey, man, you should read this book. You should read that book. Try this one. Try that one. I walk in. I'm supposed to buy four comics, and I walk out with 12. That's how you ended up picking up Activist this week. I know. I picked up an Activist book, ladies and gentlemen. An Activist book. But you know what? It wouldn't happen. You didn't even notice it, and I said it in the title. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> But it was actually quite good. I mean, the, the whole thing Alyssa Milano was doing the book, and so I was kind of drawn in. But I actually enjoyed it. It wasn't too bad. Nah, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't preachy. I mean, it's just not not my cup of tea. I'm more into badass and kick ass and kick ass. And everything with an ass in it. Yes, my yeah. man is an ass. Man. I like asses. <laughs> ass man all the way. <laughs> Isn't that right, baby? <laughs> no. I... Whoa. 
Whoa. Whoa. Too much information. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't think that's what you're supposed to motorboat. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I was speechless. <laughs> Whoa. That doesn't happen too often. No. <laughs> I do like to talk. But the Deadpool the Gauntlet book, even though we got off topic a little bit, is actually a very good book. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool. I really enjoyed the first issue and the second issue. Uh, like I said, I haven't read the third yet, but I'm going to have to find a way to get it. I don't know if I'm going to pay for it or not. But hoping somewhere in here he decides to share the second book. You know, I share everything with you, man. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. You heard me say I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking he shares with me, Heather. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what the two of you share, but that's between the two. Comics, of you. food, bad jokes. Exactly. <laughs> lots of bad jokes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, lots of knee slappers, ladies and gentlemen. Get get ready for that. So if you get a chance to pick up the book, you know, it's for free. It's usually on the counter. You pick it up and read it, and then, like my man said here, purchase them online. Which I think is still a travesty, but what are you going to do? Yeah, at least the first one was a physical comic. Something more to add to the giant Deadpool collection. Yeah, something to draw you in. So, there was a little bit of news today. Um, well, a, a week or so ago, they announced that uh, Batman Superman, the sequel to the Man of Steel movie, has been pushed back. Um, and then they announced today that they were going to be replacing it with... Well, DC wasn't going to be replacing it, but Marvel was replacing the headlining movie of that weekend with Ant-Man. Uh, for those of you who don't know Ant-Man, uh, Wikipedia... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ant-Man is a centerpiece of the Marvel Universe. He's a character that's responsible for creating Pym particles, the particles that make people shrink or grow. He's responsible for his wife, Wasp. He's mm -hmm. responsible for creating Ultron, which is the big big baddie of uh, the Avengers world. Coming. Although, he's going to be in the second movie, but uh, I don't think they're going to go with that storyline. They're going to change it a little bit, so Tony Stark is responsible for creating him. Uh, I'm not too fond of that change, but what can you do? They also announced uh, who's going to be playing the characters in Ant-Man. They've got uh, Michael Douglas playing Henry Pym, mm -hmm. and uh, Paul Rudd is going to be playing Scott Lang. Yes. It's kind of an interesting casting choices there, but I think it should be pretty good. Michael Douglas has really been putting out a lot of good movies in the last couple of years. Yes, he has. He's had some good ones in the past, too. Yeah. You know, he did a, a movie a while back, uh, trying to remember. Well, of course, you might know him from the Sharon Stone movie where he's around. She has that ice pick and stuff, you know, they <laughs> You know, that was just on the other day, by the way. It's the reason why it popped into my brain. Fatal Attraction. Yes, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Nothing like Who Crazy Woman with a Nice Kick. <laughs> Michael Douglas is a good actor. I think he'll do well in the part. Uh, another movie we like to watch. To all the crazy women out there. <laughs> He's like, eating pussy gave me throat cancer. <laughs> exactly. How can you not love that guy, America? That's awesome. <laughs> What a problem to have. <laughs> whoa, whoa. He's doing a lot better now, though. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's going home. <laughs> I'm going home. That's my favorite back. Michael Douglas movie, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Falling down. Mm -hmm. Him and Robert Duvall. Yep. <laughs> great movie. Great I think he'll be okay. I mean, another question for you is, what do you think about the Batman role? Who's playing Batman? Ben Affleck? Mm -hmm. I'm actually okay with it. Uh, I heard a lot of gripes. A lot of people are very unhappy because of his early performances and they're not sure that he can get rid of the Boston accent because, I mean, almost every movie he's ever done he has a very thick Boston accent. Because he's quarters. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of faith in him. I mean, he's grown as an actor. He's grown as a director. Argo was a fantastic movie. Um, the Town. Most people hated the Daredevil movie, which is his first stint in the comic book movies. And I agree. It wasn't great when I saw it in the theater, but I've watched the Blu-ray director's cut and it's way better. 
I, I don't think that he's going to do a bad job. I think he'll do honor to the character. I mean, people complained also when Michael Keaton was cast in the role, and I mean, everybody loves the first Batman, even if it is kind of outdated at this point. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's really improved. He's gone a long way. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. I've heard a lot of a lot of hate. Yeah, there has been a lot of hate, but I think it's completely unfounded. I mean, we'll see for sure when the movie comes out, but you know, people thought Heath Ledger was going to suck as the Joker. People thought Michael Keaton was going to be terrible as Batman, but you know, they both proved everybody wrong, so why can't Ben Affleck do the same thing? Yeah, definitely. And then they've got Gail Gadot. Is that am I saying that right? Gail, yeah, Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever, from the Fast Five movies. Uh, she's going to be playing Wonder Woman in there. I like the actress, but I have a problem with this. I don't think she's built enough to be Wonder Woman. She's a rail. I've read a lot of comments like that online. Uh, a lot of people disagree with her choice for the role, mostly because of her build. But, you know, she has plenty, I mean, she has lots of time now, almost two years, to put on a little bit of weight and bulk up a little bit. She may have a small frame, she may be kind of tiny, but honestly, that's not going to matter. They can do anything with CGI. That's true. But still, I don't know. I think you there was probably... You have to be an Amazon to be Wonder Woman. Yeah, I you... mean, she's like, <coughs> she's like a serious, badass chick. You can't just, like put some tiny little midget and say, okay, fill the role and put on a little bit of weight. You yeah. have to be a substantial woman to play that. I'm just saying. That's true. I mean, it, she's supposed to be six foot tall and, and buff. And, of course, you told me a couple of days ago the whole story, backstory of Wonder Woman is going to be changed for the movie as well. Yeah, I read something that said that she was no longer going to be an Amazonian princess. They were doing away with the entire mythology that's already been established for Wonder Woman. And saying that uh, in a cinematic universe, she's going to be Kryptonian. She's going to be from the scout ships that were sent out, you know, thousands of years ago or whatnot. Like the one that Clark found uh, buried in the ice. Excuse me, Lois. <laughs> Lo yeah, the one where Lois got attacked by the Sentinel. So uh, this kind of bothers me a little bit. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, partner, but this really does bother me. I, some things I can deal with. You know, the Ant Man thing, okay, whatever. Tony Stark, that kind of bothers me a little bit. You know, but I guess. Hollywood does their things. I mean, come on, Noah's coming out here soon. You see how that's going to be. That's Obviously, they don't know enough. It would be, what, 30 minutes? <laughs> it rained, it flooded, everybody died. We're in an art. <laughs> yeah, but Noah's, Noah's written and directed by Darren Aronofsky, who's one of my favorite directors. I actually feel like, you know, whatever he's added to that story is going to have to improve it. Well, I've seen the trailer like 10 times. I think it's going to be amazing. It, it, it really looks is. pretty impressive. I mean... <laughs> But back to the Superman-Batman thing. You know, I guess you have to let go of some things. And just hopefully they do a decent job with it. If it's halfway decent, you know, I guess you can enjoy it. They're, it's going to be their biggest movie release to date for DC Comics. They're not going to let it be a, a failure. I don't know for sure what they're going to change because there's a lot of internet rumors going on. People are saying that it's going to be a Justice League movie. Some people are saying it's just going to stick with Superman-Batman and Wonder Woman's just going to have kind of a cameo. <laughs> there's talk of, of various actors playing various other Justice League characters in the movie. Uh, but really, nobody knows anything for sure yet, except for maybe Ben Affleck and, and uh, uh, Henry Cavill. Real-looking Superman. That guy, that's Superman. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he's perfect body, perfect face. Whoa, whoa. He's dreamy. <laughs> he <laughs> is, that that he's Justin. damn good-looking, first of all. He's a, he's a good-looking dude. When he, when he was in that pose with his cape, looking all like, I have arrived, I am Superman. You know the scene, ladies and gentlemen. You know the scene. And he is uh, not even that scene. When the dude says the guy's on the well that's on fire and his like his shirt is burned off and he's coming out of the water to get clothes, he's got the scruffy beard. Like that dude's badass. He kicked my ass with his finger. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude is buff. Okay, no three hundred crap on the side. I mean, this dude is like cut. 
That's Superman. I'm sorry. That's what you have to be to play that role. And, and you can't just be cut. I mean, you can't be like a Dwayne Johnson, like super buff kind no, of no, guy. No. you got to be just the right amount of lean and just the right amount of muscle. And you got to have, like she said, to play somebody iconic well, like me. Superman. Like he said, dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the right face for it, too. Good Lord. If I looked like that, I walked into my house, my wife saw me, she'd fall to the ground. <laughs> Probably laughing first, but still, because <laughs> that's not you. Take off that mask and that fake body armor. If I look that good, I'd fuck myself. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! My wife, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, you've seen the research, the website. When's it delayed? The movie's delayed to when again? 2016. I think you told me the other day. Let me give you the exact date. Oh, check him out, America. Let's see. Well, Ant-Man was moved up to July 17th, uh, which is the weekend that Superman Batman was supposed to air. And let me see what it says about Man of Steel. It's been moved to May 6th, 2016. So almost an entire year later. And what I mean by Man of Steel, it means Superman Batman movie, which his name has changed again and has been changed again and changed again. And they can't make up their mind. Yeah. Well, they have a lot that they want to do in the DC Universe, and they're really far behind Marvel as far as getting those movies out there. Batman, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, they were all really well done, established a presence for DC, but a lot of their other characters have never been explored in movies. You know, They're just now getting back into Superman, and, and they're already going back to Batman. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It would be really interesting to see them do something like a Deathstroke movie or a, nice. a Teen Titans or something like that, but I don't know how far away that is from happening. Marvel's a already... A Suicide Squad movie? Yeah, a Suicide Squad movie. Harley Come on, can I, get some, can I get some holler out there for King Shark? Gotta get some King Shark love out there. Gotta love King Shark. Oh, yes. Especially when we eat somebody. That's just great. That's good stuff. But, yeah, you know. But, you know, that's not even the biggest movie. My man here is pumped, and I mean, like, psyched for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for Guardians. Uh, I've been a big fan of Chris Pratt for a long time. Parks and Rec is one of my favorite TV shows, and I was ecstatic when I found out that he was going to be the lead in Guardians. I can't believe how much he's buffed up. I mean, it's crazy looking now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how could you not like Guardians? I mean, it's Rocket Raccoon, Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, <laughs> the most dangerous woman in the universe, and a talking Groot. tree named Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. And supposedly, I don't know if this is true, but is Thanos going to have a cameo in this movie? I'm sure Thanos is going to be part of it. I mean, the main plan, as far as I understand it, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that Thanos is going to be the ultimate villain in the third Avengers movie. So... I'm sure the Guardians are going to have to deal with him to give him a little more backstory for the average moviegoer that doesn't actually read comics. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not not really sure what Marvel's plan is there. Yeah, they gave that little sneak peek of him at the end of the first one. And, you know, you actually got to stay in the theater and watch after the ending credits. There's always a clip scene immediately after they do the the stars' names, and they give you a couple of minutes of that. And then you got to wait to the very end. Because there's always going to be something in the end as well. As you remember, they were sitting down eating shawarma or whatever it was. So, yeah, I was actually hoping Thanos would come out in the second movie, but I understand with Guardians and everything else being released, it makes sense to put it further down the line. Yeah, instead we're getting James Spader as Ultron. That is awesome. There's actually a really hilarious picture out there (laughs) of Ultron with, like, 25 arms and James Spader's face. On Google, you should look it up. It's uh, pretty funny. <laughs> if any of you are a fan of James Spader, you understand how funny this is. Actually, I'll, I'll post it on our website, so you can go to comicalpodcast.com and see the picture. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's a riot. <laughs> so, yeah, so some good movies coming out there. We, we talk about how movies, you know, they go their own way. They kind of, like, 
for instance, The Walking Dead on TV, you know, they do their own thing. It's totally different than the book. We go into the store and people are like, hey, how come Daryl isn't in the comic book? Oh, that's so annoying. Daryl is not in the comic book because he's not real. <laughs> you know, my man here, and I'll, I'll take this for him real quick, is not a fan of how they make Rick look straight up like a wuss. Rick is a badass. The dude loses a freaking arm. In, in the comics, Rick is portrayed as... You know, this nothing gets to him. I mean, he goes crazy just like Rick in the show does. But he gets past that, picks himself up, dusts himself off, and just keeps moving forward. I mean... You kill, you die. Yeah. I mean, he he sets rules for the group, keeps everybody focused, and he's just a badass all around. In the show, he's never really gotten that chance to shine. He always looks like, you know, he's following somebody else's lead, or he's just kind of, okay, guys, I I think this is what we should do. Daryl, why don't you handle it? (laughs) He doesn't really do things himself like he does in the books. It's really frustrating as a fan of the series. Yeah. I was happy when he picked up the phone in the series, because in the books, he picks up the phone a lot and talks to his wife, who we all know is not there because the phone doesn't really work. It's pretty hilarious, but they didn't really touch on it. But I'm not a fan of how they do make him look like a wimp. I mean, he's hardcore. He loses a little bit here and there, but he's never that big of a wimp like he is in the show. I enjoy the show. I mean, we watch the show... As it airs, we're never even behind on it. We cried when T-Dog died. Just letting you know. No, not really. We did. Really. We, were, we were taking bets on when it was going to happen. <laughs> you went out like a hero. Like a hero. But, uh, you know, we watch the show. We enjoy the show for what it is. But it's always a little frustrating to watch things happen. Like when they humanize the governor with the, oh, the little goodness. family. Wow. I mean, the governor in the books is such an asshole. I mean, he, he rapes and tortures Michonne for weeks. And then, you know, she gets her revenge, which is so graphic and so, like, awesome. It gives you this sense of just justice and sense of vindication, I mean, that she finally manages to punish him back. But you don't get to see any of that in the show. You just get to see the, the scene with Andrea where she just sort of dies. Yeah, that's kind of disturbing. And, too. you know, in the comics, Andrea and Rick and Michonne and uh, Carl and Glenn and Maggie are the core group. Mm-hmm. And in the show, uh, you don't get that. I mean, the core group always changes and the people you think are supposed to be safe aren't safe and I don't know I mean there's there's, there's got to be differences to keep it interesting to keep people watching it I understand that but I just wish it wasn't so different and I wish to God that they had not added Daryl to the cast like as much as I love Norman Reedus because I love Boondock Saints and I love a lot of the other stuff I've seen him in Daryl in the in the show ruins the storyline I think because it makes Rick seem like a, yeah. a wuss I mean Daryl takes the spotlight only the problem with the show I think is at times like there's like an episode that doesn't even need to be in there like, come on, just keep going. The book is like, there's enough action in the books to, mm-hmm. to do whatever. But we have, like, these episodes like, uh, oh, there's a little action. Okay, oh, really? I think they're getting better. The last season had a lot more action and was a lot more on point. The first two seasons had a lot of filler. You know, it is what it is. I mean, it's one of the most popular shows in America, so they must be doing something, right? Yeah, it's a great show. <clears throat> but, yeah, it'd be better. Yeah. But, well, the point I was going to make before we got on the dead was basically how movies tend to Make the, take their own way with the storyline. Like, my friend here has a real problem with the portrayal of a certain beloved character of his who had swords coming out of his arms. Oh my god. <laughs> We're talking about Wolverine Origins. We were supposed to save the Wolverine Origins discussion for another, another day. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive oh, me. I, I, I absolutely despise and detest what happened in Wolverine Origins. The movie was pretty good for the first half, but then. I almost walked out, and I've never walked out of a movie before. I'm kind of a cinephile. I watch everything Whoa. that comes out. <laughs> I, I love movies, whether it's romantic That's comedies. A term you, hear, you don't hear every day. I know. I love movies, whether it's romantic comedies or horror movies or, or whatever, even documentaries. I watch everything. Um, but I could vouch for that. I love superhero movies, just like I love comic books. And 
I was really psyched to see Wolverine Origins because Deadpool was going to be in it. I've been a fan of Deadpool since I read X-Force number one way back when I was a kid. I mean, that was one of the first comics I ever got. Well, I guess he really came out in X-Force number two. Let me get my story straight. Nice. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, good choice for Deadpool. Good yeah, he was, he was an excellent choice for Wade Wilson. Uh, he's very talkative. He's got the right kind of attitude. He's also a fan of the character. I just wish that uh, they hadn't completely bastardized the character when they actually turned him into Deadpool and put him in the costume. And he should not have sores coming out of his mouth, out of his hands. He should not be shooting laser beams out of his eyes or teleporting. He has no abilities other than a healing factor. And he's badass. And his mouth. He talks shit constantly. And he's hilarious. And the one thing they, that they could have gotten right was giving him a bad attitude and letting him talk. They ruined by sewing his mouth shut. I mean, there were so yeah. many things they did wrong in that movie. I, I was so upset. I still am. Yeah, I know you are. still mad at those people. Yeah. You really don't like that movie. No. The look I'm getting right now, America, I'd be dead if we weren't live. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. I don't blame you for it. But, man, there'll be some redemption down the future. There's rumors and talks of a possible stuff. Fox Fox is supposed to be working on an X-Force movie, uh, which I think could be really good. I mean, it's going to be a five-person team. I'm assuming it's going to be Deadpool and Cable and some combination of Psylocke, Warpath, Wolverine, Domino, Feral. I mean, there's a lot of X-Force characters from the past they could choose to use. I'm pretty sure Cable and Deadpool are going to be the main characters, though. And then there's already a script for Deadpool, which is fantastic. I found a leaked copy online, read it, and it's it's very true to the character, and I would love to see that made. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, but, I mean, that's years down the road. If X-Force comes out and does well, there may be enough of a demand for a Deadpool movie, and then they could actually do it and do it right. I just I, I hope they never even put him on the screen again if they're going to keep doing the same kind of stuff they did in Wolverine Origins. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm so mad about that. X-Force. I like a new character in X-Force right now, actually. I think it's kind of a funny character. Who's that? Uh, I actually like Boom Boom. She's not a new character. Well, I, well I've never really read X-Force. And I, in the previous X-Force I read, she wasn't in there. She was in the original group of X-Force. Okay, see, I didn't but she went by there. She went by Boomer then instead of Boom Boom. Oh, uh, okay. I was more of a DC... Well, excuse me. Back in the day, I was reading a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Pretty much 90% Spider-Man. A few things here and there. I kind of stopped and I came back to DC a little bit and read a lot of DC. Uh, since I've returned, uh, I've been reading more Marvel, different titles, X-Men, X-Force, you know, uh, Uncanny X-Men, Uncanny X-Force. I started picking up a lot of Marvel, but then Image, you know, I'm picking up a lot of that stuff now. And I'm kind of going away from DC. Pretty much Harley Quinn, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, is pretty much what I'm all I'm reading now from DC. And now I was told yesterday, you were there, where they told us the Suicide Squad would be ending. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. I, I thought that was a really good cast of characters in this particular That's run of Suicide Shark Squad. Lives. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Harley's got her own book now, and uh, I'm sure they'll find something to do with Deadshot and King Shark. So, I mean, it's not like it's a complete waste. I can see them coming to the book. Yeah. For a visit here and there. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, you want to talk about our, our history in comics. I started reading comics when I was a little kid. Uh, the first books I ever got were Jim Lee's X-Men number one, X-Force number one, <clears throat> that whole era. And like I said, Deadpool and Domino were among my favorite characters back in the day. They still are. <laughs> but I read comics whenever I could get them. My parents weren't exactly enthusiastic about my hobby, but anytime I could save up money and get a trip to the comic shop, I would buy a few here and there. I would trade them with friends, uh, just collect what I could when I could. And I kind of got out of it as I got older. I revisited it when I moved into my first apartment after college, started collecting again, but it was getting to be way too expensive, and that was when almost every book was only $3. And then uh, kind of... Backed away from it again. Miguel got into it with Walking Dead, and then kind of sucked me back in. And now 
I'm leading the way again. I'm yes, picking up is. picking up 20 books a week, and it's uh, crazy. I, I, I give everything a shot. I mean, everything image I give a shot to at least because I I'm just so in love with so many of the image titles. I got to give him some props on this too. If he ever mentions on this show or he tells you you should probably pick this book up and give it a try, it's worth it. I picked up Saga. And as you know, it's won multiple awards. I mean, this is like winning and winning constantly. It's a really good book, really good story. I enjoy it a lot. I mean, and now number one is ridiculous. Uh, you know, at one time it was re- what they were asking for. People were buying it for ridiculous amounts. Yeah, I mean, we don't uh, we don't read comics. We don't buy comics to make money off of them. We don't buy them to uh, invest or to hope that someday we'll be able to sell them for a higher amount. We buy them because. It looks like a fun story, or we want to collect it ourselves, and then <clears throat> if it happens to be something that turns into a valuable commodity, then that's great. And that's just what happened with Saga. I mean, I picked it up off the shelf, thumbed through it, loved the artwork, and said, this could be really cool, I'm going to pick this up, and I'm going to tell Miguel to pick it up. And then he did, and by the end of that year, it was already nominated for several awards, won some of those awards, it was at the top of everybody's favorite list for the year, and you know, of course, the series is worth quite a bit of money now. <laughs> I mean, there's been some instances and some books that I didn't pick up that I wish I would have. I mean, what's the uh, Revival's the one I didn't pick up? I wish I would have. He's reading Thieves of Thieves, which I actually enjoy as well. Um, Like I said, you can go on on forever. I'm kind of segueing us into his next point. He wants to give you some recommendations for next week. Yes. Let's see. Next week, I'm going to post a list of uh, outcoming books on our website. But if I was going to recommend any series to pick up next week, I would say pick up Black Science number three. Uh, that's a book written by Rick Remender again, who, like I said, is one of my favorites. These and also, people and frog people, awesome. It's also drawn by Mateo Scalera, who's one of my favorite artists of the current crop. And I would recommend picking up Saga 18. Uh, like I said, Saga is it's a phenomenal book, great artwork, great story. It's a space drama uh, written by Brian Vaughn and, Fio- and drawn by Fiona Staples. For superheroes, I would say probably pick up Superior Spider-Man 26. Uh, it's coming to an end... I mean, we're getting close to the end of uh, Doc Ock as Peter Parker, so... Horrible. may want to get in and enjoy the last little hurrah. It's a travesty. It's a travesty, <laughs> I'm telling you. Before the return of Peter, so... I agree with 100%. Definitely pick up Saga. Even if you jump in now. I mean, it's really good. Well, you can go back and pick up the trade paperbacks for $10 or so each, and you know that way you can read the story going from issue number one. Because it's, it's a really good space opera drama. Like, if you enjoy Star Wars, you'll enjoy Saga, because it's very similar. You got a robot guy, you got a spider woman, you got a lion cat, by the way, the best character in the book. You have <laughs> bounty hunters left and right, uh, you got disemboweled people, ghosts. It's, like, just awesome. Cyclops. I can't mention enough about the book. Uh, you're the choice, what was that choice you decided to get? Black, Black Science. Science. Oh, yes, Definitely. I read book number one, like, this is cool. Read book number two, oh my god, fish people and frog people. It was <laughs> awesome. So, yes, I uh, definitely recommend that. It's about a team of scientists that are stranded on an alien world. Yeah. Kind of like different things. You know, you can't have everything the same. You just can't pick up every book, oh, it was like this. It's like, no, you no. Can't, it can't all be like buff superheroes fighting villains and dealing with their personal drama. I agree. Hello Kitty. Uh, comic book, <laughs> best one ever made. My wife is a huge Hello Kitty fan, ladies and gentlemen. Funny thing about Hello Kitty is... I never really noticed how much she's out there. Like, every freaking where I go now, I see Hello Kitty. And my There's wife a just, lot of stuff. Look, Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Actually, it's really funny. In the badass comic we mentioned earlier, there's a, a villain in there. Uh, what was her name? Black Kitty or something? Uh, Let me see if I can find uh, it real quick. What was her name? 
She comes down the wall. <laughs> she comes down the wall and badass the main character's like, well, hello, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> she's playing exactly. violin. She has a violin too, right? She has a violin, which is her weapon. Yes. And she's like slinging notes at him. It's, it's, it's cool. It really is. Badass is actually a pretty good book. I didn't pick it up this week. He picked it up. I read it here earlier today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm calling them tomorrow and putting it in my box. Let's see, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, we've been going, we we've been going for about 52 minutes now. I don't know if I'm going to leave all this in there. I might cut out some, some of the... Don't cut me out! <laughs> <laughs> don't fence me in. <laughs> I'm not going to cut you entirely. Just I may cut some of the uh, you know comic book theater stuff. <laughs> 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 it was pretty bad. <laughs> comic book theater, worst idea ever. We gave it a shot, people. Sorry, it just didn't work for us. I think if we do more manly books, it might be better. Playing what? a female row is kind of hard. Maybe we could write our own thing to read. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully we've lived up to everybody's expectations and uh, talked a little bit about comics, talked a little bit about movies, mm-hmm. talked a little bit about funny, strange shit. We'll talk about anything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyways, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Comical Podcast. Check out our website, comicalpodcast.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Zoom Network or just through the RSS feed on our website. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Comical Podcast, and hopefully we can develop a following and take this someplace because I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Didn't want to stop talking. Yep. All right. Well, we will see you next week. See you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>